0: Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This season we'll be covering all things wealth, from owning it to maximising it. For further information or if you'd like help accelerating your wealth directly, please do contact us. Head over to our website www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk.
1: So on today's session we're going to be talking to the wonderful Wendy Bird and Wendy is a social impactor, certified high performance coach, international keynote speaker and founder of Pearls with Purpose Foundation, which is a social impact organization. This unique nonprofit blends micro enterprising training with human humanitarian assistance. Since 2002, Wendy has inspired and motivated people all over the world with her unique hand-up versus hand-out approach to uh, long-term self-resilience. A certified gemologist, Wendy leads women towards self-sustainment um, with jewellery-making and micro-business skills. She partners with like-minded organisations, for example, so Operation Underground Railroad, Mentors International, Rising Stars Outreach, Believe International etc to bring about long-term self-resilience for those recovering from sex trafficking or abuse or disadvantaged situations primarily women. Most recently she partnered with Mentors International opening a co-op in Peru in 2018 working with the Rotary Club in Los Altos. She taught 52 rescued women from sex trafficking survivors um, in Julian Di Lono, um, Las Respenta, and Lan San Pedro on the Dominican Republic in 2009, and she opened three new co ops in Kenya in March 2020. This worldwide outreach program has assisted hundreds of women in creating self sustainability for themselves and their families. Let's get talking to Wendy. So Wendy thank you for joining me today and um, I I really get inspired by when I hear when there's women that are making I guess a difference in the world literally a difference in the world (laughs) um, in such a one hands-on kind of way and the stories that you had to share about other women from you know all over the world Indonesia uh, Cambodia etc um But you're also putting yourself out there in such a way where you're getting on a plane, you're traveling to see these women, you're sitting there with them, and you're making a physical difference to people's lives. And we talk, you know, this podcast is about wealth, and I speak to a lot of six figure, seven figure business women that are, you know, got multi million pound businesses kind of thing, as well as, you know, everyday kind of people as well. And you know they're all inspiring in terms of what they've achieved, where they've come from, what they've achieved, mm. um, and you know they're creating foundations or they're giving back and creating charities. And you know that's a, that's a great place. You, you sort of want, once in, in in financial terms, once you've sort of fed yourself, then you can start to feed others. Um, right. Yeah. And what I love about what you're doing is that you know you're not coming from this from a you know a a big corporate business that's sort of multi-million pound funding and happening to go and do this stuff. You right.
2: Sort of,
1: you, you sort of came across doing what you're doing in such a, how can I help these people? How can I make a difference in such a loving, caring way? Um, so would you like to tell, tell people a little bit about, I mean, obviously you can't travel at the moment, but maybe uh, <laughs> ha- how you started um, with... Um, Uh, the the business where you go out and you help these women in these different countries and obviously that's through pearls with purpose would you like to tell people a little bit about that
2: well sure absolutely thanks Rebecca especially for allowing us to have this chat today it's um, I'm deeply grateful for it it's kind of nice how technology has given us this advantage (sighs) You know, yeah, to, connect you know, to communicate people. even even you and I across you know the pond
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's millions of miles and here we are right. having a great conversation yeah
2: yeah yeah exactly um so pearls of purpose I started back in 2002 and I had uh, five kids under the age of eight at the time and, um, honestly, I just felt like I had either changed a diaper, been pregnant, nursed a baby toilet trained, you know, for a decade. <laughs> straight. I just, I honestly just didn't know who I was. I felt like I'd lost my identity. I'm a certified gemologist. And so I, um, my husband was just like, why don't you just see if you could just, you know, make some jewelry or something and, and capture your gemology thing. And so that was as big as my vision was in the moment and um, if you think back I don't know how old you are but I'm in my 50s this is AOL dial-up days so this is <laughs> like high-speed internet this is that literal zzz, 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 you know and you kind of hope that something connects and um I sent out 20 20 to 25 made up email addresses like there was no point of contact I'd never traveled internationally and um the email addresses were just like pearls for sale at hotmail.com and um, cheap pearls at Edzamel and um, uh, pearl accessories, just anything that had to do with pearls. And I got a response from several different factories in Indonesia, but I got one response from a live individual and it was a woman and a sentence in her email really captured my heart. And it said, Um, if you imported finished pieces from me rather than loose pearls you would change women's lives in my country and I remember like I couldn't sleep I went to bed that night and I was like change people's lives like no I just want to make some jewelry you know and so I just replied back to her well you know why don't you work with some people whatever you want to do send me the jewelry and I'll see if I can sell it and so she sends it back to me a, a little packet you know and I was like wow you know as a certified gemologist I was like these are actually really good quality pearls and so I messaged back to her and I'm just like you know okay how did you do this how would this work and she was just like well I just started with four people that are out in the squatters village and then she sends me this email on poverty and she sends me an email about dirt floors and children begging in the streets and unable to go to school and you know, I'm looking around my house and, and at my kids and, you know, toys on the floor and clothes on the floor. And I'm just like, is that real? Like, is that really real? And, and so we just kind of started from there. And I just was like sending her design ideas and saying, you know, here's how an American woman would want a clasp to look. And here's, you know, they would like a graduated strand or they would like something that doesn't look so traditional and old where it's a knotted strand, but maybe something with just a simple chain and a simple pearl. And, and, you know, we just started bouncing ideas. And you got to imagine, this is like a three to five day time delay between (laughs) each email. And so it was very tedious and slow. And I remember we hit the tsunami devastation um, in 2004. Mm. And there was another nonprofit called Wave of Hope and the, by that time, we had the jewelry in stores. We trained uh, 30 or 40 artisans in Philippines, all virtually. I'd never been over there. And this uh, intern reached out to me and said, oh, my gosh, I just saw what you did in the Philippines. Can you come do that in Thailand? I was like, oh, sure. You know, whatever. <laughs> just like what and you do. <laughs> yeah. And so I sent a message to the Philippines and was like, I'm going to be out of the country for three weeks. I'm going to Thailand. And they emailed back and said, you know, why would you go to Thailand? But you've never come here. And I was like, well, because this other place is paying for it, you know? (laughs) And and so I went to Wave of Hope and said, you know, I've never even been to the Philippines. Is there a way I could pop over there first? And they were like, wait, you did? What do you mean you've never been there? Like, we thought you lived there. Like, how did you do this? And I was like, well, all through the computer. And they're like, no, that's impossible. Like, you've got these artisans, you've got these pictures, you've got these stories of these women, you need to go to Philippines. And I was like, okay. So I went to Philippines before going into Thailand. And so that was my first time um, to meet these women. And it was crazy, Rebecca, because um, all the stories, all the emails, you know, everything they had sent me was, um, it was like a hundred times worse than Mm -hmm. what I had read. You know, it wasn't, you know, oh, my child's been sick. It's no, my child died. You know, it, it, it wasn't, oh, we had to go to hospital and oh, there was a little typhoon. It was no, these buildings were destroyed and now we're on the streets. And and I was just like, why aren't you guys letting me know how awful things are? And because we, we can do more as a nonprofit. I can I can get more help and they were like, oh no, you're helping us so much. We're making jewelry, like we're creating our own dignity. You know, we don't want to hand out. These are things we can take care of. This is day to day for us. And I was so touched by their integrity and their desire to, um, to kind of like steer their own ship, you know, mm-hmm. and be in charge of their own life. And to not reach out to me and say, oh, this problem happened, now fix this. And this problem happened, now fix this but to keep it, you know, into this yeah. nice barrel of here's something going on. It's not so bad. We'll tackle it. Do you have more orders? Do you have more orders? And that was when I really captured on to um, the idea of long-term self-reliance. Like you can break that cycle of poverty with educating a child. You know, education is definitely a key component, but the other key is letting the individual pull from within themselves Mm. and make the change from within. Gandhi always says, you know, change, you know, comes from within, if you can't change the world, change yourself. And, and that's so true because if you create a dull society or a dull system of a constant handout versus that hand up, Mm -hmm. and that's when you're going to run into cyclic problems. And so, um, yeah, so then we, we moved into India, then Cambodia, and, and these were all with um invitations from other organizations and and it's literally been on the consumer side like a socially minded consumer saying how can I help you know like like how can I be more mindful and aware of where my jewelry my products my you know I mean even even my my planner where where do I get my planner from you know where do I get my 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 children's books you know like and, and so it's more just an awareness of how how far down the path line am I willing to look to see where these products come from? Sure. And um I know that book you just showed me, that that's a story, right? Of, of- oh my gosh, yeah. This we just it just came to print last week. We're so <laughs> excited. And this is that true story of um there's I can show you the back of it, but um so this is uh, let's see, where are we? This is a girl here in America. It's my my daughter um so when she was little she was in a wedding and she had that beautiful purple dress and um it, she outgrew it i was like hey you want to donate it to the philippines you know oh, it's my favorite dress mom don't make me give it up you know and i'm like you got lots of dresses she puts it in the box it ships out of the philippines and um at that point we were shipping to about 22 provinces and um we were down, we were up to like about our 2,000th container that had shipped. So I, at this point I had just completely lost the, where things were going, who was receiving, you know, families that were touched by it, things like that. And um, so two years passed and we were with a film crew doing a documentary on my nonprofit and two other nonprofits that were located in villages that I'd never been to, but part of that commitment to film that non, that documentary was we had to support each of the other nonprofits. So it wasn't, we were just in for just our portion. We were in for all three. Mm-hmm. And so I took my oldest daughter and we got, did this overnight bus, got off the bus six or seven in the morning after like a 12 hour bus ride. And we're in this village called Lagospi city, never been there before. And this girl comes starting across this dirt road and my oldest daughter grabs my mom mom mom, that's jerica's dress honey that's impossible that shipped two years ago and i'm just like you know (laughs) i'm like can we just go shower and she's like mom Mom, we gotta go get that girl and so we go running after her and um and her her name is grace Uh, this is her let's see right there and um And we're like, you know, Hey, what's your name? Where'd you get that dress? And she's like, Oh, my name's grace. And, um, two years ago, an angel from America sent boxes to my country and my family was chosen to receive items. And I'd never owned a dress before. And she spins around. And I mean, we're just sobbing, you know, my daughter's like trying to capture these pictures, which is how we have, you know, the photos and, um, And she's like, you know, when I get older and I outgrow it, then I'll be able to give it to my little sister. And the great thing is, is she took us out to her village and, you know, we actually got to see where she lived and meet her nine siblings. And so we created this, this booklet that is interactive. So a child can draw their dresses. They can hear the story and see more on a fun lighthearted way of how the mom meets grace and all
1: of that you know out
2: in the village but it enables a child you know from like six on to be like oh I can make a difference you know it isn't I have to wait till I'm adult or I have to graduate with a non-profit degree like I can just smile I can give cans of food I can donate my clothing my toys you know yeah that's amazing so
1: where does this where does this, like, obviously you shared like how this came about, but, yeah. and, and so before that, like, was you doing these kind of things already? Had you been given and doing things so amazingly before, or is it just that you stumbled I across? Doing-
2: I was nursing babies. <laughs> <laughs> I was on survival. I mean, think about five kids, three of them on birth control. Oh, like, you know, it was completely an unexpected life, right? Into motherhood and love all my kids to death and now my grandma i've got six grandkids and you know uh-huh. would never change any of those moments you know no. with grandkids and kids but you do you kind of get in that whirlwind but um i had so so in let me i'm trying to think of the time frame because my oldest was in third grade oh this was beforehand um we had gone to Mexico and done a student exchange program because we all speak Spanish. And so my kids were in like a Spanish immersion program. And so my oldest was in third grade and then I had a kindergartner and then I had like a two-year-old. And um, and so we went to Mexico, my parents watched the two-year-old and we took the kindergartner in third grade and the third and kindergartner were in um, a school in Dublin, while the adults were all taken to Creole and hospitals. And that was where I saw, um, people living in railroad cars and, you know, just, I I saw a little bit of poverty, but my real like poverty, poverty was probably going out to India, to the leprosy colonies Mm -hmm. and actually seeing where the society as a whole treated individuals based on caste system, the way they were treated. I remember
1: you telling me about this story uh, last time we spoke um, in relation to a program that you ran for the leprosy connolly and you priced it at something was it $10 a day or something. And mm -hmm. what then it meant is that there were people without leprosy, like Mm -hmm. doctors working in the city.
2: um, Yeah, with a degree, a four year degree, a six year degree in education. (laughs)
1: And they were still coming to your program to learn how to make jewelry because it would basically make them more money than it would than being a doctor in their home country that is crazy yeah. right
2: oh it's it's kind of nuts yeah we, we we did get a little oh, bit of chast- sorry it's okay a little bit of chastisement from the vice president of okay so the prime minister's daughter um she was actually heavy into economic development for these untouchables and she came out and her attitude was train everybody we don't care but what ended up happening was an economic upheaval because our price structure not even wanting to be over generous but just simply wanting to be fair and not have these women squaloring in 50 cents a day you know and under a dollar a day and so we thought this 15 dollars a day is what it was was a fair price Um, for the labor market but come to find out educated doctors educators in the school system you know they make less than that and um, and so they were quitting their jobs and coming out prime minister's daughter was just like we've got to change this like we can't have the educational you know this system rocked in such a way and um, and so we had to go back reevaluate, and pay them per piece on top of the day rate and the day rate couldn't exceed like i think it was like 7 or 8 dollars per day but um yeah that was really eye opening i guess to see that you could upset an entire economy because you know you want people to get a step ahead yeah and here you have an entire government entity wow. saying well we're yeah, going to keep you at this level here you know and as That's as I traveled through India, we lived there for close to six months um, back in 2013. And, and so we got to really go into the back end and the depths of the of the city, well, of the entire state and country. And um, we just talked to all the locals every chance we got, and it was amazing to hear of these IT students and you know, the people where literally we here are providing jobs, you know, we're outsourcing. And it was like, oh, well, you must, you know, make pretty good money because they get comfortable talking to you because you're an American. And the truth would come out of, you know, oh, we get like two dollars an hour. And I'm just like, and you're a graduate, you know, from college and you, you can do more on a computer than I can. And it's like, yeah, well, at least we have a job and we go home and our paycheck gets divided, you know, because they still live with their parents at 25, 28, 30, you know, until they're married. And and it's just very communal. And I mean, many of the people we talked to, it was, yeah, I I go work and I bring home my $75 or hundred dollars and my father cashes my check and he uses it to run the household and it's just a communal thing and mm. it isn't like well I just worked 12 hours to earn this money it's this is my family and this is how yeah. we support each other and yeah. you definitely I don't know about in Europe but you don't find that in America at all no
1: you you, you do see that um with I think some cultures uh, that still live in big houses together um, mm-hmm. So often they are the, like the Indian culture where they have grandparents still living with them, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but I think that's more of a case of caring for their elderly parents kind of thing. Um, but certainly when it comes to um, m- most society in, the, in Europe, in the UK, <clears throat> excuse me, you um, you know, you, you, you're expected to leave house at a certain time and you leave the home at 20, 21, 22. Right. Um, and, you know, go and find your own Sort of nest so to speak I mean, Oh yeah. when it comes to <clears throat> the impact that you've seen on the work that you do i know you've probably got quite a couple of stories but if you've got a favorite story um <laughs> of the impact of what you've been out you know maybe what didn't feel like a big deal to you but the impact it's had has had a, a massive impact to other people and, and therefore a ripple effect
2: mm. The ripple effect. I would have to. uh, So you can look at it temporally and you can look at it uh, from a value perspective or character trait perspective. And I am very intrinsically motivated, not extrinsically motivated. I'm not out to get the latest, greatest car. My house is modest. Um, I have watched as, you know, literally hundreds of women have gone from squalor and these dirt floors and built their own houses, allowed their children to go to college and and have an education um, beginning at an early age. I've seen kids who I used to see begging off the streets, you know, like on that first 2005 trip and on my most recent, you know, 2019 trip, they're coming up to me and I'm like, I don't remember you. And I'm Nanette's daughter and I graduated and I'm married and I just graduated college. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is a generation now. And that, that's all, that's all amazing, you know, to walk through and see that they've built a house or they have access to running water now, and they're not fetching it two miles away and building a fire. But, um, I, I would, I would have to revert back to the greatest impact on myself, which was a lesson in love. And that was watching as I called my coordinator. So when we did first open India in 2010, um, we had, 183 women show up for training. And it was myself and uh, one other trainer. Um, We had an anticipation of possibly 10 to 20 people being interested in the program. (laughs) And so having, you know, 10 times that show up was um, overwhelming to say the least, because we had a tiny community center that had a dirt floor. We had no electricity And so I quickly called my coordinator in Philippines and was like, how quickly could you come to India and help us? And at this time she had married, um, she was in her forties and she had a two and a half year old son. And she said, you know, well, let me talk with my husband and maybe I can get on plane tomorrow night. And um, she arranged, made the arrangement. She gets on the plane, plane gets delayed. She gets held up in customs. She gets held up with the visa. You know, there's all this conflict. And um, by the time we get back out to our hostel, it's like 530 in the morning, we have to get up at eight in the morning to take an hour and a half bus into this leprosy colony. And so she and I had maybe 10 minutes of conversation. And we get out there and there's there's Lanny. I don't even know if I have this um, picture. Well, then this, this, this will just show just a little bit of how it, how it looked going into there. You know, you have all these women just keenly interested in wanting to learn this process and, and it's very hands-on and they're, you're touching their hands. They're touching yours and they're just learning. And Lanny is just squatting right there. I've had hip replacement. I can't squat to save my life, which makes it hard for the toilet. But, um, they're just like down there. She's just holding hands and, and touching and, and interacting with these women. And, and we have these just pods, these little circles of, you know, 10 and 20 women. And she's just bouncing all over to each of these women. None of us speak Tamil or Hindi. So we each have translators and we're just walking through. Here's how you hold it. Here's how you turn it. Here's how you thread it. Here's how you do this. Here's how you crimp. Here's how you make the clap. And. Nine hours passes and by then you're dripping with sweat. My hair is a curly bomb frizz mess. And um, we get back on the bus and head back to the hostel. And we literally just kind of collapse on these mats. And she turns to the side of me and she says, you know, when when will I die from the leprosy? And I look at her and I said, what? And she said, "I, I just, I want to call my husband to let him know how long I have to be with our son. And I'm like, what? And and she says, no, I, I I know I've touched her hands. I I know I'm going to die. And I said, Lanny, and she said, no, it's okay. It's okay. Because these are people that needed my help. And so this whole nine hour day, she'd sat and touched and worked and talked and interacted and loved and laughed with women where she thought she was going to get this disease Mm. and die. know and and leave her child without a mom and she was willing she was willing to do that you know to a stranger and so for me i learned like wow you know i at least went in knowing it's a genetic disease i'm not predisposed to get it it's not something contagious just by touching their hands she didn't even know that and so i tell her all this and she just starts weeping she goes oh. I'm so glad I can raise my son now. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. oh my gosh, you know, I, would I have done that? You know, yeah. Did I say yes in 2002 and say, oh, how can I help you? Sure. But I don't, you know, I just, I, I run into a lot of people now where it's like, oh, you don't stay at Marriott's? Yeah, I'm not interested anymore. You know, or, oh, it's leprosy afflicted. Oh, you know, and the reality is, no, it's, it's humanity. You know, mm-hmm. it's human beings. And and when you look at the division and diversity going on in the world today, and you see how much people are striving to divide us rather than unite us, mm-hmm. and you see yeah. how much people are wanting to place a label or a statement or um, put us in a certain category, the reality is no. Your heart beats, my heart beats. I breathe there, you breathe there. We're just part of a human race. And Lanny mm-hmm. taught me that we can unconditionally love everyone in humanity, you know, and, and touch their lives. And, and so that for me has been the greatest learning experience I I've had through all of that.
1: Amazing. Oh, I feel like I shouldn't say anything else. <laughs> yeah. We're like, whatever comes after that is not going to be able to follow it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's um well thank you for coming and sharing your stories with us and um i mean obviously you can't travel to these countries at the moment but are you doing um is, is the work still going on
2: so the work is going on and um, pearls with purpose the foundation has been subsidizing the um the incomes which again that that takes me back you know to that kind of handout thing but we look at the world today and everybody's, Oh, you're going to die of COVID. It's like, no, these are people who are going to die of starvation before they die of COVID. And, um, they're on more strict, more severe lockdowns than anything we're experiencing in developed countries. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's frightening to me because, you know, mother's day's coming and, and, and I look at you know, a mom is somebody who listens with unconditional love. Lanny is a woman who loves the world with unconditional love, and and moms lift us up when we're down and stuff. And and I look at how Lanny and all of our directors and coordinators they seek to lift those within their communities, regardless of COVID, regardless of what's happening. And I mean, yeah, pearls of purpose is you know we're going, but we're dealing with obstacles and battles. Now we we've pivoted, you know, I I wrote the purple dress book. We're trying to move that. I've launched a planner because people are like, I I, I can't even get mindful of, of the day. Kind of like I was 20 years ago. (laughs) I need to get mindful. I need, I need to remember, you know, what is it that I need to focus on today? What are questions? How can I become more conscious, you know? And, and so we're trying to find ways to tap into what's happening on the pulse of humanity today, so that money can be raised to go into the nonprofit, yeah. and um, trying to move the products the women make, which you know their shops are closed, yeah. their store shelves are bare, they're locked in their barangays, their barrios, that you know they have military that are outdoors issuing tickets of five hundred dollars if they leave. I mean, this is severe circumstances that we can't even wrap our heads around. Mm -hmm. And I'm only aware of it because I have so many contacts, you know, in these areas that are messaging me saying, no, here's what's really going on. U.S. got stipend stimulus, you know, from COVID, $1,400. I don't know what the U.K. did. Um, Philippines, no matter the size of the family, for the entire year of the pandemic, $21. $21. And here, you know, each of us individually, it was, it was 21 bucks. If you had a family of 11 or a family of two, it was $21. We got $1,400 a piece, you know? And, and so I think India was 16, you know, like, like we just can't even comprehend how COVID and this pandemic has impacted, not the big cities, you know, but like these outer lane areas where poverty is in in their face on a day-to-day basis
1: and we're talking women we're talking children we're talking families right yeah just yeah
2: yeah the entire family
1: so how can people help where can they buy the book if they wanted to look at some jewelry would they go to the website yeah
2: pearlswithpurpose.org and um and you know we are a 501c3 i don't know how that equates in the uk but that is a tax-exempt status here in america Mm -hmm. Um, 72% goes to the artisans and 28% is what allows us to market and um, move and um, we actually it's funny we just started um, opening trade shows and things Uh, still the speaking engagements still haven't you know chimed in yet which is tough but um, we we've got a lot of inventory we're sitting on because we were prepped for the year. And then I got quarantined in Kenya when we were opening these new co-ops. And so we were prepped out for all these events for the 2020 year. And then those events got canceled. So we've got quite a bit of inventory on hand. There's a lot we can't get. There's a lot of shops. It's like, no, you know, the tariffs are too high, you know, prices are spiking and so when it's gone, it's gone until a lot of this gets resolved. That's something completely out of our control. But yeah, genuine pearls, semi precious gemstones, you know, the sterling silver. And, you know, items of just really good quality that in a jewelry store would be, you know, 10 times that price. Mm. And, um, but everything's on pearlswithpurpose.org. There's even a donation tab if people just are like, I don't need jewelry. I don't need a book, but I want to support the cause. Yeah. Anything, anything at this stage helps, um, because we are subsidizing all of our directors so that they can help it within their country.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Well, I love the work that you do, Wendy, and um, I hope that if we can help in any way, that the by sharing the podcast and sharing your message and sharing what you do, but I think it's really important in life that um, you know it's all great talking about money and wealth and all these nice nice things, but at the end of the day, why do we do it? And what's important? Um, I think you know it's about family. It's about helping those around you where you can and when you can. Um, and I think you do that in such a an incredible way. Um, more than <laughs> Probably what what we'd all like to think we would, could do, um, but I think you do it in uh, yeah quite incredible what, what you've achieved with everything that you've you know collaborating be, being people you know you've not done it all on your own but you've still been the one to bring it together and make this stuff happen. So I hope we can help in some way. So thank you for joining us today, and um, yeah, lots of lots of luck for the coming year. And I, I hope that um, you know the work that you're doing can have an impact and help these people in these. Like difficult situations we're well, not just difficult dire situations uh, yeah
2: dire that's a better way yeah even just liking us on social media you know following yeah. us sharing us spreading that's free that's that's like <laughs> the click of your finger you can like, do that <laughs> do that easily. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely and i'll put the link to your website just below so everyone can go and check that out as well so
2: oh you're so great thanks for
0: thank you back. thank you for joining us on today's episode of accelerate your wealth If you'd like to take the steps to accelerate your wealth further, perhaps owning it more or maximising it to its full potential, please do head over to our free Facebook group, The Money Mastery Collective, where we post regular updates on tips to maximise your wealth and also support you along the way. We'd love to see you there.